Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, Tomorrow's Leader. So today's guest is Kyle O'Malley. He is the president of Walton Insurance Group. I loved my conversation with Kyle. Kyle's a guy, very down to earth. I mean, I can almost get a sense of what the culture is like in his organization. And that's his like major priority is building the right type of culture. This guy is a servant leader. He explains kind of his philosophy about it and, you know, how, how you kind of balance one of the big questions I ask him, how do you balance the whole, you know, being empathetic, but at the same point, not letting people get away with excuses and letting that kind of justify inaction or lack of performance. This is a you know very challenging topic for a lot of leaders. And I think Kyle really hits it right on the head. So you're going to like this one. This is Kyle O'Malley. All right, Kyle. So, um, First of all, great to have you. And uh, there's so much. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much stuff I want to talk to you about and lots of leadership questions that are on people's mind. I love talking to successful leaders um, and especially leaders with your mindset. I know you you really come from a place of servant leadership, and I can almost imagine the culture of the organization that you lead um, at Walton Insurance Group. Talk talk to me, talk to the audience about that. What is servant leadership in your mind? What does that look like? Yeah, you know, um, you know I was, uh, I got my, I got the majority of my leadership um, training, if you will, uh, by following and watching Roger Penske, a uh, gentleman I worked for for many years. I'm sure people know that name uh, that are listening to this podcast. He's an amazing individual. Uh, but, uh, you know, Roger was always, hey, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And, um, uh, in, you know, the way Roger led and, and the way I lead today is, you know, we're going to give you all the tools, all, all the things you need to be successful. All you need to do is just apply yourself in our model and within our culture. And, and we're there to help you. We're there to help you get better. We're there to train you. We're there. We surround you with uh, qualified people that know what they're doing. And and uh, getting into the insurance business like we do, you don't even have to know much about insurance. As long as you're a person who is a self-starter and uh, eager and hungry, and those are the types of individuals that we're looking for you know, to grow with in our organization because we're going to give you everything you need to be to be successful. And that's that's a big part of the servant leadership uh, in my mind. Yeah, and I think there's that's lost on a lot of leaders. Unfortunately, it seems to be so much about yes. driving results and just coming down with a certain agenda and mission and and really this myopic focus. What are the um, what are the, the big challenges that you face right now? I mean, you lead a big team. You've got a, a large organization that's growing. Um, you as a leader right now, what's the biggest thing that kind of sticks in your mind that might be the biggest challenge that you face? Yeah. You know, I, th- I think the biggest thing right now is just the change in the workforce. You know, the younger, you know, I, I'm, I'm 56 years old. Uh, we are the, the founder of, or the co-founder of uh, Walton insurance group, Rick Walton. He's a 70 year old individual. And then we have 35 year old people on our leadership team. So, you know, those are obviously three distinct different perspectives in, in many ways. 
but in the in on the other hand, it's a great balance because we get this kind of old school uh, management. We got this new school management, and then I'm in the middle thinking, well, yeah, that is kind of we should do it that way, you know, the the way of the millennial way. But I also, on the other hand, had that same kind of influence of in my life when it comes to leadership of that, you know, you kind of do it the old school way. So um, I think the big, the really the big challenge today is, is how do you manage that workforce um, and um, with a, a positive influence on them uh, to uh, motivate them, but motivating them, delivering that message in a, in a different way. You know, the old way of, you know, let's say getting a, let's just say a sales guy who was in his meeting, his goals, you know, you need to start meeting your goals. And I'm, you know, if you don't do it right now, you're going to be whatever that doesn't work today. Mm-hmm. That that clearly doesn't work today. Mm-hmm. And you have to uh, take other measures. The The messages don't change the, I shouldn't say the messages, the, the foundations of hard work, you know, um, do what's right for the customer, all those types of things. None of those things change, but how you deliver that message to the uh, to the employee to, you know, um, have them absorb those types of uh, qualities in them as, as an individual and carry them out in in what they do on a daily basis, mm-hmm. to have your customers attached to you and and have people that you work around attached to you, mm-hmm. that's that that's the trick today. And uh, and so much of that is uh, is really just knowing your people, mm-hmm. and uh, and understanding, you know who you can, how how and who you communicate with mm-hmm. when you're trying to deliver that uh, you know that type of strategy. So how do you deal with someone who is underperforming? What is what does that look like? Because that's a that's a challenge a leader's face. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of sitting down with them and say, "Hey, what's going on? You know, are you are you having some struggles in your life? You know, we we don't always know what's going on outside of work with an individual. So I always like to start there. And if there's some issues there, then then we deal with those. If there's uh, no everything's great, then okay, then what's going on at work? What's what's happening here that uh, is holding you back? And, and 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 that's the way I approach it. So, what's holding you back uh, versus you know, hey, you're not you're not performing. Um, I come at it from the standpoint of what's holding you back. What can we be doing better so you can be more successful? Mm-hmm. And then that's where that's the that's where I like to start that conversation. Yeah. And and then we can you know we can look at a number of ways of uh, making taking some corrective measure after that, whether it be a a performance plan or a follow-up plan or, Hey, I'm going to check with in with you every month. Let's have a coffee, talk about it, see what you're doing. You know, those types of things. Again, that servant leadership style of what can we do? What can we do to make you more successful? Not me for saying to them, yeah, you're not making us successful. Yeah, you know, well, I, I just, I just, yeah. it's about them. I love that, and it's really it's seeking to understand, and you're almost assuming that it's something external that you're not assuming yeah. that it's that they're choosing to not work hard or choosing to perform right. at a poor level. Um, you're assuming that there's some kind of obstacle, and you're looking for a way to remove that and help exactly. them. Help them. What? How do you? Yeah. Um, because there's a fine line almost between being empathetic and seeking to understand and allowing excuses to come in and and those excuses to really validate their lack of performance. How do you find yeah. the balance between that? Yeah, well, that, that goes back to my consistency message. 
So, you know, we got certain certain metrics of performance, certain, you know, key performance indicators or whatever, whatever you want to call them and and being consistent with that message. And I think if you stay consistent on that, uh, you know, whatever it is you've developed together to help them get better, then then you have to be as a leader uh, aware of if you're if the, the individual is trying to kind of get off that path. You know, you, you sit down, and you agree to get on a path to to get better together, not not separately, get better together. And if one and if you're consistent in that message and they're not being consistent in that message, that's where you have to. Hey, what's why, why are we why are we going away here? Or like what what's happening? And if that continues to kind of get off the path, then then maybe it's just not the right industry for them. Maybe it's not the right position for them. Maybe they're in the wrong seat. You know, there's even another level below of, okay, you're not performing at this, but maybe you'd be really great at this in our organization because we have so many different ways and and positions in the organization where a person can be successful. So sometimes I've found that when you start a process like that, ultimately you come to realize that you know they're they're not a real salesperson or a producer mm-hmm. they're more a they're more a a hunter a hunter person or they or they're maybe more a, a farmer you know type of person where you you give them it uh, you give them stuff to work on and then they you know they they perform and and do all the daily stuff really really well but they're not good at you know self-management or self-directing or self-starting and those types of things so again that goes back to the consistency of the message if i remain consistent and our management team remains consistent then those uh, in a conversation like that or a plan like that if they're getting off the tracks then you say hey that's not what we agreed to what's going on so you just kind of always come back to that base foundation that you established mm-hmm. and then if they're getting off the path and there's there's you know some deeper reasons that'll that'll ultimately be uncovered yeah great great sometimes point. it's just not for them you know sometimes right. it's just not for them yeah. that's okay exactly and you have to be able to figure that out when that time is and 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 yeah. lead them you know lead them in a different direction uh because you're yeah. helping them I, as well as helping the organization yeah i think yeah. too many times as leaders we uh, the like leaders jump to conclusions Mm-hmm. Ah, it's just not going to be good enough at it. Yeah, and I, I take it from as someone will say that to me. I say, send them over to Coach Kyle. Coach Kyle's gonna gonna help them. Yeah. And and if I can't help them, then then I then I know what you know where where we are. Yeah. So I think so much of it is is just that is coaching. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about communication. You know, that's such also a a, a big topic in the leadership arena and uh, leaders are always uh, learning and trying to figure out ways to communicate better or whatnot or organizations better. What is What are some of the mistakes that you see when you think about, you know, leaders that don't communicate well or organizations that don't communicate well? What does that look like? Yeah, you know, I just think... Um... You know, you, you leave you leave people too many to to establish or under you know answer their own questions. You know, I, I don't want people uh, you know assuming certain things. Uh, I think it's important as a leader that you you set the path of of where you're going and have an open door policy. And if people feel like uh, somewhere in the organization we're not going on that path that, that's been set, then as leaders we need to know about that. Because we make mistakes too, and and if I need to be course corrected by a you know handful of people in the in the organization that say 
hey, Kyle, you know, we were, you know, we, we met as a group. The sentence where we're going doesn't really feel like that. Um, you know, what's going on? And and so, you know, we seek that feedback. We want that feedback. Um, and then if there is a, a change that needs to be made in that regard, then we make change. Mm-hmm. And it's just to me, it's just that simple. And but if you have closed door policies and and you're not interested in that uh, employee feedback, then it's really not going to be a successful culture uh, within an organization. I think, you know, John, that uh, many people have said this before. Culture is king. And, uh, you know, I came to Walton in 2018, you know, it's a 70 year old business, family, family run. And obviously there's a culture there. Uh, but obviously after 70 years, there need to be some changes. And, and it's not that there was anything wrong. It's that if you want to get to the next level, we're going to have to have some different way of how we do things. And, uh, and, and so you have to kind of very slowly uh, make those, it's more tweaks than it is sweeping changes. Mm-hmm. And if you do that correctly over a three or five year period, uh, you'll be pretty successful, and and that's what we've that's what we've done in the last five years mm-hmm. under my leadership here. So it's been it's been so much fun. That's great. Uh, well, I can again, I, I can imagine the culture of your organization just in the brief time we've gotten a chance to know each other, and it's amazing. You know, I I, I travel around all over the place, and I go to different organizations and work with different teams, and I see you can walk in instantly or get on a call with a group of people and instantly see and feel a culture. Um, You've got a lot of leaders that might be listening there that are very understanding of the importance of culture and culture is king. I agree hundred percent. And they want to start making an uptick in it. They want to change it. They want to turn it around or they want to improve it even if it's good. What what's one action step for a leader? What's one thing that you might tell them? Hey, you know, if they can leave this podcast and do this one thing that might make even a little bit one percent difference tomorrow, what might that be? Yeah, I I, I think really do think you have to meet as a group at least once a month, and and not and talk about results, and but talk about other things, celebrate uh, successes in the organization, celebrate testimonials of. Uh, of the receptionist that, you know, gets a testimonial from an outside customer that says, Hey, every time I call the Walton insurance group, I feel like family. And it's because the first person that answers the phone treats me like family. So um, I I think you got to uh, really, really connect with each other. um, Talk about the good, talk about the bad, talk about things you can do better, talk about your results. And uh, and again, this 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 for me comes from uh, my years with uh, Penske's organization, and he did this with thousands and thousands of employees, and uh, you know shares the financial performance and you know and how and how good it is and what where he felt we could improve and and it was uh, it was always in a team effort on how we could improve. So I think when you start that uh, monthly communication process as a group, and and sometimes the group's so big, you have to figure out how to do it in you know in bite-sized chunks. So maybe you may have to, if, if you're a leader in an organization that has shift work, you're going to have to come in in the middle of the night, and and have some of that communication. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is these are the things again that Roger used to do at the UAW at Detroit Diesel. You know they. For they'd communicate with thousands of people over the course of a week, um, 
every, uh, every quarter. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a little more for, for them because of the size of the employees, but or size of the employee group. But uh, that monthly meeting for us, uh, we gather again, talk about what's going on in each area of the business and celebrate uh, successes, wins, losses, and what we can do better. And, and, uh, and I think if you do that, I don't think, I know if you do that, generally, if you're happy at work, you're happier at home. So ultimately, what we want people to be able to leave here uh, at the end of the day and get home and have a great home life and not be worried about things that are going on at work. And and then, then that, that perpetuates into a better home life. So when they come into work, they're in a better frame of mind to be here. So mm-hmm. we want to, uh, as much as we want to them, to them enjoy a family at home, we want them to have a family here at work as well. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's, a, that's sometimes the only stability mm-hmm. that an employee may have because maybe they have a, a poor home life. Mm-hmm. So we feel if we can have an awesome work life and work family that um, there's trickle down effect with that mm-hmm. or uh, uh, or conversely it's it's where they come to feel you know wanted and needed and and appreciated mm-hmm. and uh, I think that has a lot to do with uh, you know success today uh, and, and I've always been a believer as, as all things start at home um, but they can also start at work. And, and that's what I've learned more in my, uh, you know, I have four kids. We have four kids and uh, I've been fortunate to have great home lives. And, and uh, you know, my parents, family, they've all been a big part of my, you know, my uh, personality, uh, character, et cetera. Uh, but uh, I've come to realize more and more that work's an incredibly important place because it's, it's where you spend like at least half your time. Yeah. And uh, and fortunately, throughout my life, I've, I've been exposed to great jobs and and great leaders and mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't always feel this way but I do now that I have these 60 people that I'm responsible for mm-hmm. and uh and I want that responsibility and I was seeking that responsibility and I wanted it and um so now I'm embracing it and uh you know trying to do my best to to help people be better well you're you're it sounds like you're certainly doing a phenomenal job i i I love uh your insights that you've shared i know unfortunately we're short on time here but um i know there are listeners that are going to want to get in touch we'll put all your info in the show notes there but um kyle congrats first of all on your success um i understand obviously the organization has grown and and doing tremendously well under your leadership and you've built a terrific team so keep up the great work but it's a team you know it's just it's just one person you know i I always say, you know, management is one plus one equals two. Leadership is like one plus one equals four, maybe five, maybe one plus one equals zero. Yeah. You know, it's addition by subtraction. Yeah. You know, so I think as as uh, as leaders, you gotta you gotta surround yourself with other great leaders, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have that here. There's, you know, we couldn't do this with I couldn't do it without you know, the people that we have and, and certainly without the employees that we have. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's just really, really fun. Excellent. And, um, and I think if you make it fun, you know, it's, uh, it can be a great place to be and, and people enjoy that. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us today, Kyle. Appreciate it. I hope you come back another time. We will take a deeper dive in one of these topics. Yeah. Would, would be happy to do it, John. Anytime you want to chat. Excellent. And thanks all for joining today on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. We've been here with Kyle O'Malley, the president of Walton Insurance Group. Great organization. We'll have all the information about Kyle and 
uh, Walton Insurance Group in the show notes with uh, links and all that kind of good stuff. In the meantime, like, share, subscribe, go down below, give a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.